He's still reigning on high, and he is victorious. Mm, come on, put your hands together. Come on, you sing, when night has fallen. When night has fallen, when fear is coming, still you're calling me. Come on, church. When faith is lost and my hope exhausted, you will be my strength. When my mind says I'm not good enough, God, you're enough for me. Come on, come on. I've decided I'm not giving up, cause you won't give up on me. Keep repeating promises to me. Oh, now there's no stopping what you have started until it is complete. Oh, and when my mind says I'm not good enough, God, you're enough for me. Come on, sing.
Father God, we thank you that you are in this room. God, we thank you that you still reign victorious and that your promises still stand today just as they did back then. Still in your hand, 
Mm -hmm. 
Oh, 
church just worship him come on we're gonna go back and sing that bridge and chorus again mm. and you know the lyrics when I lift my voice and shout every wall comes crashing down because you have the authority given through Jesus Christ Sing a song to him. Oh, holy is your name. Holy is your name. Oh, hallelujah to the
church let's lift that up to the Lord tonight if he's your champion come on let's lift that up to Jesus tonight yeah Lord we thank you that 2,000 years ago you went to the cross your body was broken and your blood was shed so that we would walk in victory thank you Jesus for being our champion so that we don't have to strive for it we don't have to fight for it all we do is receive what you've already done on our behalf Lord we bless your name we thank you Lord for your goodness and your faithfulness and your kindness and everyone who believes and agrees shout amen amen he is our champion that's good news tonight listen we're so glad that you're here with us this evening uh, we're so glad that you prioritize this moment uh, there's so many things you could be doing on a Saturday evening but guess what you've chosen to do you've chosen to gather with other believers Christ followers in corporate worship now I'm really excited about this but I, let me confess to you I'm, a, I'm real rusty because it's been several months since we've done this together now listen I missed our kickoff last week but I heard that come on somebody I heard halfway across the world that y'all came and y'all leaned into God and that my mocha princess did the thing amen super proud of you guys thank you so much for being here you may be seated in the presence of the Lord let me acknowledge our dear friends from Preston Trail I see uh, Pastor Sarah is here as well and my dear friends as well they're here with us worshiping from Preston Trail uh, we're so glad that you're here uh, if I look a little tired, I sound a little tired, that's because Pastor Ray is tired. Uh, got in late, late last night, all the way from Liberia, West Africa. I was there for about 18 days, and I'm proud uh, to announce that Converge is making a difference around the world. Uh, we'll give you guys a little bit of an update in the weeks to come, but we're super excited about what we get to do, not just as a local church, but a local church with global influence, amen? And it's because of your faithfulness and your generosity and your partnership with us that we're able to do that. Uh, so tonight, I know you're excited to hear me preach, but we have a very special gift that's gonna be sharing with us tonight and I uh, want you to open your hearts. Uh, he's gonna be sharing momentarily. And then, listen, listen, next week, your pastor woo, is locked and loaded and uh, ready, ready to preach. Listen, we're in a sermon series called Get Out, and the, the premise for the series is what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, that the things the, the Israelites experienced in the Exodus were written for our admonition. So we've been taking this journey through the book of Exodus, and we've been learning these life lessons, these principles that were written for our admonition. So there are things for us to learn uh, from the book of Exodus. So I'm really excited. I've been diving in and digging into the word and I'm sure you have as well but I just wanted to come up here I'm not on the program this is totally unscripted uh, but I wanted to come up and greet you guys and let you know that your pastor will be in full force full effect next week without further ado welcome Andrea she's going to tell us uh, I think you've got a mic right there she's going to tell us all about the exciting things that are coming up here at Converge blessings
There we go. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Technical difficulties. We're working out the kinks. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for being back with us, our second Saturday night worship experience. We are so happy to see each of you guys here. We are grateful to see some first-time guests with us today. We don't take it lightly, as Pastor Ray said. There's anything, there are many things you could be doing on a Saturday night. So to see you guys here with us means a lot to us. So Converge family, help me give a hearty welcome to our first-time guests. Amen. As our way of saying thank you for joining us this evening, we do have a small token of appreciation. So if you could stop by our Welcome Center on the way after service, they'll give you a small gift. And again, we appreciate you. Converge. Even though Pastor Ray already stood up here, I want to just take a moment to give Pastor Ray a big, hearty welcome home. We missed you. We missed you. In my opinion, he is the best pastor this side of the Mississippi. So we are grateful that God took you on your travels. We're grateful that he made your trip prosperous and fruitful. And we thank you, most importantly, that he brought you back safely to Converge Church. Welcome home. Converge family, we have a few things happening this month during the month of June that we want to make you aware of. First, we are going through our summer Bible immersion campaign. We are journeying through the book of Exodus by reading a chapter a day. Today is day 12. If you haven't started already, I just want you to know it is never too late to begin reading God's word. You can double up a couple of days. You can jump in right where you are. But we want you to do a couple of things as you're reading through the book of Exodus. First, we want you to just journal. Write down or jot down in your phone the observations that God is giving you as you read. And then we want you to pray. Pray that God will help you to glean or to take away and put into effect and application what he is showing you as you read the word of God. So that's number one. Number two, everybody say number two. Number two, next Saturday evening, we are celebrating Father's Day and we are doing baby dedications. So if you would love to dedicate your little ones, we're asking you as soon as possible to send an email to admin at weareconverge.com. This will help us prepare for you, and it'll also help us to share with you all the pertinent details. So please make an effort to do that. And then last but not least, number three, we have got Converge merchants available for purchase. VFAM, Converge Nation, we haven't left you out. If you guys want to purchase some of our merch, you can go online safely and securely and make your purchases at store.weareconverge.com. Or here in person, you can stop by our merch table at the end of the worship experience and pick up. We've got hats, we've got tumblers, we've got t-shirts. Y'all know in this Texas weather, we need our t-shirts. So stop by the merch table. Converge family, we love you. We appreciate you. We're so glad to see each of you here and we want you to enjoy the rest of the worship experience. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Well, 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 well. Are you excited about being at church tonight? I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for coming. We're excited that you're here. And we want to just take a moment and just thank God for all the blessings that he has provided us and for you being a blessing to us as well. We are going to bless the Lord tonight. It's time for us to do it. Have a blessed life season. And so tonight, we want to thank you for all your giving that you've done so far. We've been walking through some tough days, amen? It's been tough, but that's okay. Tough days don't last, but tough saints do, amen? Praise the Lord. All right, so 
We want to talk to you about giving. You have been faithfully given throughout this season, and we're so thankful that you've been doing that. And so tonight, we want to continue to do that. We want to receive our tithes. We want to receive our offerings. God's been good to us. And so if you need an envelope, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand, and the ushers will get you an envelope. We're going to ask you to fill that envelope out in its entirety on the front. And at the close of the service, the ushers will be posted in the rear of the sanctuary, and you can drop your offering in that bucket. We would certainly appreciate that. But there are a couple other ways that you can give as well. You can also give by texting 77977. You can text Converge Give, and you can give that way as well. You can also go to our Converge app. If you don't have it downloaded on your phone, go ahead and get that done. And you can click on the Give icon portion, and you can give that way as well. Well, you can also give online at our website. Numerous ways that you can give, but those are the ways that you can give right now. On your app, you can give on the envelope, and you can also give by texting 77977. Well, good evening. Good evening. Good evening, Converge Church. Just wanted to make sure you were out there. You thought I had forgotten. I hadn't forgotten. I wanted to make sure I did it at an opportune time. Amen. All right, so what? So if you fill your envelopes out, we thank you for that. We're good. Well, let's pray and let's ask God to just uh, bless our offering tonight. Heavenly Father, you've been so good and so kind to us. We just want to say thank you, Father. God, thank you for blessing us and blessing us and blessing us and blessing us. So tonight, we bless you with our gifts and our tithes and our offerings. God, you have blessed us to receive, and now we want to give into the kingdom of God that you may have the resources, that we might have the resources to accomplish the tasks that you have given us to accomplish. God, I'm praying that you bless everyone here tonight, that you show them how to reap increase, that you sow them, show them how to plant seed. God, we're just believing tonight that as we obey the word of God, as we give our tithes and we give our offering, God, that we're going to see you bless them and we're going to see them harvest right here in Converge Church. God, we thank you tonight as you bless what we give, that we are fruitful, and God, that we are able to do the things that you've called us to do. Bless your people, almighty God, as we bless you with what you've blessed us with to give into this kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey there. Is today your first time here? Or maybe your first time in a while? If so, maybe you're wondering exactly who we are and what this church is all about. Well, we'd like you to know that we're a group of ordinary people who are on an amazing journey together following Christ. Our guide is the Bible because it's the divinely inspired Word of God and it will never take us in the wrong direction. Along the way, we hope you'll see that we are welcoming and spiritually passionate and that getting to know you is a big deal to us. We know that the road is rough sometimes, but we'll work really hard to bring you practical and relevant messages to equip and encourage you through life's ups and downs. We want you to know that we care about this community and we believe that it's our job to make it a better place. So no matter who you are or where you've been, we're glad you're here with us today. And we hope that you'll join us on our journey, following Christ and living out His plan for us. So welcome to church. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Good evening, Converge. 
Good evening. Wow. It has been a while since we've done this, and I am really excited. Um, and wow, a big, big shout out to Converge Worship. I worship my lungs out, so if you can barely hear me, <laughs> it's because of how in tune with, with God and with Jesus we were in that very moment. So thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so, you know, when I was tasked with, uh, you know, delivering a word of exhortation today, I thought, I'll just get in, I'll bless the people and tell them, get out, because it'd be that simple. <laughs> but, um, you know, as I was praying through it, I was trying to figure out, all right, Lord, what is it that you want us to get out of this? And, you know, we're going through, we're still going through the, the book of Exodus, and we're trying to learn um, what God has to say about our personal Exodus as we go through this journey together. So... As I was reading, and I'm reading through, and I'm reading through, and I'm trying to get something out of it. As Miss Andrea said, you know, you're journaling, you're thinking, and you're praying. The Lord really began to work with me. And so, you, you know, when you do something, especially when you're reading the Word, and it's just hitting all the right spots, and you're like, yay, and you're in it, and you're really feeling it. That was really not happening for me this time around. <laughs> no, I, what was happening is I was being challenged. Every time I read something, it spoke to me in a way that I was just not very impressed with what God was saying. But the truth is, he was bringing me back to the things he had already told me. See, he was bringing me back to seasons where he told me to get out. And as I'm reading, and I'm reading about this exodus, he's asking me, why are you still here? And so I started to ask myself, okay, so Lord, what are we really dealing with here? What are we really talking about? And so he started to show me my divided nature. I'm just... I'm going to tell you all the truth. I've read this book so many times, and then as I was reading it this time, there were times when I was kind of just, I was speaking to Pharaoh. I put myself in the story, right? And Moses is there with Aaron, and they're like, let our people go. And Pharaoh's like, never. And right? I'm like, no, no, just, just let them go. You have no idea what's about to happen. If you just let them go now, everything will go well for you. And then there were times when, I'm reading the story, and he refuses to let the people go. And I'm like, you, you're about to get it. Passover is coming. Jesus is going to show you up, right? And so in, the, in those moments, I begin to question myself again. I'm like, Lord, you said to forgive my enemies. You said not to wish them ill. And here I am rooting against Pharaoh now and, and, and hoping the Passover comes, and he gets what he deserves. And so I start to learn again the divided nature in me. And, and God was really speaking to me about what's really going on in my heart. And so to today's sermon, the, the title really springs from that struggle that I've had as I'm reading through the book and as I'm reading and, and praying and talking to God about it. And so the title of today's sermon is simply this, The Struggle is Real. That's it. That's it. The, the struggle is real. Um, and so... I, I'm really going to let you in on my own personal conversations with God. I'm really going to be preaching to myself, and I hope it's going to bless you to hear what God has been telling me about getting out and really seeing that personal exodus. So the anchor text for today is going to come from three parts of Exodus. We're going to look at Exodus uh, 5 from 22 to 23. We're also going to look at Exodus 6 from 26 to 30, and then we're also going to look at Exodus 7 and 1. All right, so before I dive in, I'll open up as in a word of prayer, and we'll 
see how the dots connect. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for this day. Lord, we thank you for your word, your word that is a seed in our heart. Father, we, th we thank you that today that seed will fall on fertile soil, that it will grow and bear much fruit and, and continue to bear fruit in the lives that we touch. Father, that this word will not only go out to the people that are in here or the people that are watching online, but Father, that it will go on to bless everybody in their circles. We thank you, Father, as you show us in this season our own personal exodus as you call us out of Egypt, out of our bondage, and into the freedom of the promised land. Father, we thank you for your word, and we ask that you bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So, we'll start at um, Exodus 5, 22 and 23. This will all be in the New Living Translation. Uh, and the word of God reads as follows. It says, Then Moses went back to the Lord and protested, Why have you brought all this trouble on your own people, Lord? Why did you send me? Ever since I came to Pharaoh as your spokesman, he has been even more brutal to your people, and you've done nothing to rescue them. So just to give you some context, Moses had had his first encounter with Pharaoh after he, you know, he met with God in the burning bush. And as soon as they did that, Pharaoh just like threw the gauntlet on the Israelites. I mean, he, he just gave them even more work to do he made them make more bricks with less straw, and they had to get the straw for themselves. So they come to Moses, and they're complaining, and he goes back to God, and is like, man, what did you get me into? Right? And so that's the first part. And, and there'll, there'll be a lot that we can take from this. Now we'll go to Exodus 6, 26 and 30. It says, um, this is after the genealogy of the, of the Levites. Uh, I thought it was a very uh, obscure passage of Scripture because... Uh, historical records tell us Moses wrote the book of Exodus. And yet in this bit of the book, he kind of throws a little shade on himself um, in, in the way that he inserts himself in the, in the scripture. And I'll, I'll show you right here. He says, after they go through the genealogy and they mention the, the family of Moses and Aaron, they say the Aaron and Moses named in this list are the same ones to whom the Lord said, lead the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt like an army. It was Moses and Aaron who spoke to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, about leading the people of Israel out of Egypt. When the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, he said to him, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, everything I am telling you. But Moses argued with God, saying, I can't do it. I'm such a clumsy speaker. Why should Pharaoh listen? And then I love God's response, and that's captured here in Exodus 7, verse 1. And the Lord said to Moses, pay close attention to this. I will make you seem like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. Now, you may be wondering, all right, so we're in the series, we're talking about getting out, we're talking about the Exodus. What does this have to do with anything? What does this have to do with this real struggle that we're talking about? See, last week, Pastor Wendy set the foundation for today's message by talking at the very close about the mindsets that we have to get out of us and that we have to get out of in order to experience the promised land, in order to really go through this exodus and experience the promised land. And so today's sermon is also going to talk about the mindsets, additional mindsets. As I was reading through the book, additional mindsets that I came across that are hindering us from experiencing this exodus and really getting into the promised land. So the first one, the first one is the mindset of lack. <laughs> 
right? So the first thing we got to do to experience this personal exodus is we have to get out of this mindset of lack. See, when, when the Lord talked to Moses here in verse 30, he says, but Moses, he argued with the Lord saying, I can't do it. I am such a clumsy speaker. Why should Pharaoh listen to me? And in that moment, I could feel in my heart so many people experiencing this, this mindset of lack. When the Lord tells you to step out, he tells you to get out of the situation you're in. Maybe you're working and the Lord says, get out and start that business. And the first thing is, but I don't have the resources. That's the mindset of lack. You're trying to get out of a, a situation, a relationship that's not good for you. And the Lord said, get out. And you're thinking, but I have nobody else. That's the mindset of lack. He, he gives you so many things. And whenever he pulls you out of that situation, the very first thing that you're thinking about is what you don't have. Instead of looking toward what the Lord is promising you at the end of it. The mindset of lack is preventing us from seeing what's in front of us. It's preventing us from seeing our personal exodus. So when the Lord calls you and he says, get out. And the first thing you do is look around and try to find every reason not to. Can you imagine when, when Jesus talked to, to the paralyzed man, he said, hey, get up, take up your mat and go home. And he said, but Lord, I can't walk. Like, how, how, how do you respond to God in that way? When he gives you a command, knowing full well, knowing full well that he's empowered you to do exactly what he's asking you to do. Yet your response is, but I can't do it. Right? This is what Moses is saying here. But, well, go tell Pharaoh what I told you. Yeah, but I can't. I, I'm a clumsy speaker. That's the mindset of lack. See, the problem with the mindset of lack is it leads to willful disobedience. Because when God tells you to do something, and the first thing you're thinking about is, but I don't have the things I need right now to do what you're telling me to do, you're just not going to do it. You're going to stay in the same place instead of doing what God is calling you out to do. So what we need to do is take the mindset of lack and get it out. See, what we have to do is you, you should never let your current circumstances determine the outcome of what God is calling you out to do. The problem with the mindset of lack is that's exactly what it does to us. We look at right now and we're blinded to the opportunity that God has set before us. Get out. Get out. If you're in that mindset today, the Lord has called me here to tell you, get out. Get out. The second mindset, second habit that uh, tends to hold us back from our personal exodus is being stuck in past disappointments. See, y'all maybe don't know a little bit of history about Moses, but I'll teach you today. Um, when Moses, right, in, in, in verse 5, he goes back to God. He said, you know, he protests and says, why have you brought this trouble on your old people? And why did you even send me, you know, since I came, everything has just gone wrong. The problem there was Moses actually had baggage. Even coming into Egypt, Moses had baggage. See, before God called Moses out in the burning bush, Moses was considered the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And he was raised with all the wisdom of Israel. We're told in, in, in Stephen's sermon in Acts 7.22, that Moses was trained in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. Not only that, but guess what it says? It says he was also mighty in speech and in action. 
But that's not the Moses we're seeing here. This Moses says he's a clumsy speaker. See, Moses, he had baggage. See, when you have baggage, when you're, when you're caught up in the disappointments of your past, something else tends to happen to you, and you don't even realize it. This has happened to Moses. See, what happened is when Moses was younger, he was gifted in speech and in action. Yet when he ran away from Egypt to Midian, something happened in the backside of the desert to where Moses was so caught up in his past that he was so affected by it, he wanted nothing to do with it. He not only suppressed the past, but he suppressed the skills and the gifts and everything he had in that past experience. When you're stuck in the disappointments of the past, you may be in danger of losing even the skills, even the gifts that God had given you in those experiences. So it's time to get out. It's time to get out. The other thing we see here is <laughs> when the people came and blamed Moses and said, man, what did you do to us? You shouldn't have even come. Moses was like, but it wasn't me. So he goes to God and like, man, what did you do? Why did you send me here? See, the other problem with being stuck in the disappointments of our past is when something doesn't work out, we blame God. Instead of looking into our circumstances and instead of seeing that we're not quite healed yet from what's happened in our past, we blame God for what's not working out right now. And God is like, no, you have to first allow me to fix that so that you can be in this season today. We are stuck in the disappointments of the past. And it hinders us from seeing that personal exodus. And the other thing that I really loved about this passage of scripture is, even in the burning bush, God had already told Moses, he said, hey man, look, you're gonna go to Pharaoh, you're gonna say all of these things, you're gonna do mighty deeds, but I'm gonna harden his heart. So he's not gonna let the people go immediately, but I will be with you. I will be with you. Except Moses goes, confronts Pharaoh for the first time. Once off, Pharaoh's like, get out of here. And Moses is like, Lord, what are you doing? What are you doing? See, the thing about being stuck in the disappointments of our past with the baggage that we carry is when we're unable to even see or hear what God has told us. God had already told Moses, you're going to do this a few times before it works because at the very end, I'm going to do something so powerful that it will be undeniable that I am the Lord. And so when you're stuck in those disappointments of the past and God is telling you, step out, and you're thinking, but Lord, it's failed before. I started the business, it's failed. We've tried having that baby and it failed. We've tried all of it and it failed. I left that relationship, Lord, and I'm still lonely. I'm still single and it hurts. And God says, I said, get out. And you're stuck in those disappointments of the past. What you're going to be missing out on is everything else God has told you. I didn't say it was going to work immediately. I didn't say it was going to work right away. But when it happens, believe me, when it happens, it will be undeniable that it was the Lord that did it for you. And it was never by your own strength. So when you're stuck in those disappointments, get out. It's time. It's time to get out. And I feel it so much in my spirit that there's a lot of trauma. A lot of people are hurting. 
the disappointments of the past is still just chains that need to be broken. And at, at the end of the service, we will pray. We will pray for, for those chains to be broken. We'll pray for you. Because what God is calling you through is the promised land. And you're not going to see it as long as you're stuck in Egypt. The Lord has sent his Savior. In this case, it was Moses. And he's calling us out. Each one of us. Jesus has already died for you. Chains have been broken. It's time to get out. It's time to get out. Oh, I wish, wish we could talk about that for a little bit more. But I got to get you the third habit. The third habit that we're stuck in that needs to get out. We need to get out of the habit of putting God in a box. And I love it. God is so gracious. He's so gracious. You see, what happened was when Moses protested and he said, Lord, I can't do it. I'm a clumsy speaker. Why should Pharaoh listen? His response was beautiful. And he said, pay close attention. I will make you look like God to Pharaoh. I will make you look like God to Pharaoh. So if you're in that situation right now, God is calling you to step out. And you're like, why should I get out of the situation? I'm unqualified. He says, get out. He said, Lord, you know, when you have that unction to, to go bring people into the church, and God is telling you, hey, get people into the church. And the first thing you say was, but Lord, I don't know any scripture. He says, get out. I will put the scripture in your heart. I will give you all the things you need in the moment when you need them. So when I call you out, you have to get out. See, the problem is when we put God in a box, we expect him to act or to, to show up in a certain way. And he does not always show up in that way. See, Pharaoh is expecting the serpent that Aaron threw on the floor, on the ground, and, and the one that ate all the other serpents to, to be basically the only miracle. I'm sure he was like, yeah, but my magicians could do all of it. Then God did nine more plagues. Nine more. They, they were able to copy a few of them. And then there were some where they were like, oh, this is the hand of God. Even they had to admit. Even they had to admit that whatever is going on here, our magic is not going to be able to match it. This is the very hand of God. And so when you're expecting God to just show up in a very specific way, it's time to break that mindset. It's time to break that habit. Get God out of that box. Get God out of that box. See, the way I think about it is even the way we pray, we're putting God in a box. Some of us, we, we have a ritual of prayer. We'll, we'll pray in the morning and we'll pray in the evening. And we say the same kind of things. Heavenly Father, you know, you, you end in the name of Jesus. And that's all well and good. But even how you pray you should not put God in a box. See, because prayer is different depending on the circumstances. See, prayer isn't always Heavenly Father, this, this, and the other thing. Sometimes, sometimes prayer is when you're sitting down in tears and you have no idea and you have no words to say and only God knows what's in your heart. Don't put Him in a box. Even when you pray. 
because the struggle is real. And this is why Paul said, in those moments, he, he calls it agonizing in prayer. And he says, in those moments, when you're agonizing in prayer, the Holy Spirit, he will pray for you. In groanings that cannot be expressed in words. You don't have to say a thing. So don't put God in the box. Don't think you have to pray the same way or at the same time. Don't put God in a box. See, sometimes the struggle of prayer is so real that it doesn't even look like prayer. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a scripture in Genesis. I love it. Um, the story of Peniel, uh, where Jacob wrestled with God all night. I, 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 you know, I look at that, I read that, and to me it looks like such a great, great model of prayer. Because he was there. You know, and God shows up, and then they start wrestling. And I love, I love the wording. Like, they're just wrestling. And that's, that's how sometimes I feel in prayer. Sometimes I feel like I'm wrestling with God, and I know that's something I have to do. And much like Jacob in that time, I'm like, Lord, I am not getting out of this position. I am not getting out of this place until I hear from you. See, in the struggle of Peniel, they wrestle and wrestle, and when day breaks, God is like, man, let me go, right? Jacob's, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. God knocks his hip out, <laughs> classic God style, um, and uh, he asks him what his name is, and he says, my name is Jacob, the one who was known as the trickster, and God says, not, not anymore. From today on, you will be known as Israel. For you fought God and men and prevailed. See, sometimes for me, the struggle of prayer looks like that. And sometimes the struggle of prayer looks like Gethsemane. Where Jesus is so anguished that even his sweat turns to blood. Sometimes the struggle of prayer looks like that when God has called you to do something. And you know in your heart you have to do it. And yet, in your own strength, in your own humanity, you fear what's going to happen. You say, Lord, please, if there is any other way to do it, let's do it that way. Sometimes that's what the struggle of prayer looks like. But see, the thing about that struggle, the thing about Peniel, the thing about Gethsemane, is when you have wrestled with God, when you have prayed the prayer till sweat drops like blood, God has one firm expectation of you. You have to get out. You have to get out of that place. See, because if Jacob did not leave Peniel, he would not be Israel. He had to get out having fought God. He had to limp out. But whatever you got to do, whether you're crawling, whether you're limping, whatever you do, you got to get out. In that moment of struggle, when God and yourself, you have wrestled with when the struggle is over and you have heard from God, when God has changed your name, when God has told you, my grace is sufficient, go ahead and do it. You have to get out. You don't get out of Peniel. Jacob is not Israel. If you don't leave Gethsemane, there's no Calvary. You got to get out. You have to get out. So in those times and in those struggles, you have to trust in God and not put him in a box because he's not always going to respond the way you expect him to. Jacob 
would have never dreamed that he would limp for the rest of his life having, having wrestled with God. But he received the answer he was looking for. God blessed him abundantly. And he became a great nation of Israel. See, Christ would have not had the strength to withstand the cross and despise its shame had he not been in that place of Gethsemane where the Father, the Father strengthened him. But he didn't stay in the garden. He got out. So if you're putting God in that box right now, in any situation in your life, when you don't know how he's going to respond, even to your prayers, when sometimes you feel, I have no words to pray. I don't know what to say. Don't worry about it. God knows exactly what you're saying. He can see your heart. The Holy Spirit, he is the one that's praying for you in those moments. And God will give you utterance. So don't put him in a box. You have to get out. Uh, the, the, you know, the thing I love about this too is when you're thinking about the struggle of prayer, what, one of the things that comes to my mind is, is um, Job's struggle. Job had a personal struggle in his life. You know, he lost everything. And having argued with all of his friends, he, he said some really nasty things about God. Uh, you know, he was like, yeah, because I know I'm innocent. If God is just, then he's probably not as just as he thinks he is because of my own personal innocence. He, he said some really mean things, but what I love about him is at the very end of it all, he told his friends, you know what? I want God to come answer for himself. I want God to tell me personally why I'm going through the things I'm going through. And again, our father does not disappoint, right? So he shows up. He shows up and he takes Job through this tour of the universe and it's weird. And he tells him about grazing habits of mountain goats and he shows him storages of rain and snow in heaven. And he asks him, do you want to run the universe for just a day? You think you can do it? And then he's stumped. He's like, no, actually I don't. Being God is hard. <laughs> right? Uh, but what I love about God is, again, He is so gracious. Because at the end of it all, He goes to Job's friends. He says, you guys did not speak well of me, but my servant Job, he spoke the truth. And now if you were reading that and you're like, but he said God was unjust and he said all these other things. Now he said some things that were truthful. But see what God is doing in that moment is He was showing Job His grace. See, when you speak certain things and you're speaking from maybe a place of ignorance from not knowing God is very gracious when you struggle with God and sometimes you don't know the words to use he is gracious and what he will do is he will come to your level when you ask him he will come just as he showed up to answer for himself in the struggle of Job when you're going through the struggle when you're wondering how do I get out of this God will be there with you. See, the thing is, He never promises He will get you out right away, but He will promise you that He will be with you through it all. And when you get out of it, when you get out of it, all the praise and all the glory and all the honor, it goes to Him. So, in closing, in closing,
I just want to remind everybody today that our God is able. Yes. Our God is able. And whatever we're dealing with, whether it's the, the mindset of lack, whether it's we're putting God in a box, whether it's we're stuck in the disappointments of the past, whatever we're dealing with, our God, He is able. He's able to do it, to heal you completely. He's able to restore you completely. He's able to so completely heal you, so perfectly put you that whatever you're dealing with, whether it's real or imagined, because some of it is imagined, I can lie. Whether it is real or imagined, He will heal you so completely that you will not be hindered from doing the things that He's called you out to do. So, if you're stuck in that place, the Lord is calling you out today. He's showing you your personal exodus. And again, as we close, um, Pastor Ray will come pray for us. And God is telling you one more time, get out. Get out. May God bless you and may he bless his word. Thank you. Yeah, you can leave that there. Coquetso, why don't you stay up here with me? And you may be seated uh, as we prepare to close uh, the service. But before we do that, um, just want to take a moment uh, to, to pray with you and to pray for you. Uh, such a timely word, Coquetso. Uh, because if we're honest uh, with ourselves and if we're honest with God, you probably find yourself in a place in this moment where you're working through a very real struggle. I'm not talking about the, the facades we sometimes put on when we gather corporately. I'm talking about that side of you that only God gets to see. And so David prayed in Psalm 51. And he said, you have desired truth yes. Yes. in my inward parts. Yeah. And a broken and contrite spirit you will not despise. Yeah. And so if you're in this place this morning and you're struggling through something, yeah. you say, God, the struggle is real. Yes. And I've tried everything I know to do. And every single time, I fall short. Tonight we draw near to a God who was able to bring us up. And so Father, tonight we come just as we are. And Father, even when our obedience to you doesn't seem to be producing the results you promised. And Father, when we're just tired and even wrestling with disappointment, we know that we serve a God who is faithful. 
And the fact that it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean that you're not at work. So, Father, I pray for that one this morning, this evening, who feels like their life has been put on hold for that one ready to throw in the towel. Lord, would you remind us that even though the fulfillment of the promise is not immediate, it is inevitable. You will do what you promised. So Lord, right now in this moment, and I invite you to do this right where you are. This is not about Pastor Ray. It's not about Koketsu. Right now, just you with your God. Just settle it now. That God, I will trust you. Even when I can't trace you. I pray for that one who still needs to heal. You've been playing hurt. But God said, I want you to heal. So Lord, right now in this moment, as only you can, would you heal the broken places, those tender places, as only you can. Heal relationships, heal marriages, restore your people. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place right now. Heal us. Make us whole. Bring us out so that you can bring us in. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Levi. All right. Well, we wanted to send you out on a high note. But uh, one of the things we've learned is there are moments when we allow God to disrupt our regularly scheduled programming. So uh, I pray that maybe, uh, uh, not maybe, that uh, uh, what Coquetso shared ministered to you in a personal way, in a profound way. The last thing I'll say as we're dismissed and the band is going to lead us out in worship. Uh, when I started to pray about what series we would do, I somehow landed on Exodus. And I think there are lessons for us to learn from the Exodus. I think one of the most profound lessons is that God brought the Israelites out of Egypt in a day. But it took him 40 years to get Egypt out of them. And so sometimes the wilderness, the process of the wilderness is not just getting you out of Egypt, it's getting Egypt out of you. And so over the next several weeks, we'll take this journey together so that God can do the work of healing in our lives so that we can experience our own personal kingdom. Amen? Why don't you stand with us as we're dismissed? Awesome. Uh, are y'all going to play something up tempo? Or down? Down, okay. All right. It sounds like they're playing champion. All right, let's pray and we'll be dismissed. Father, we thank you.
for all that you've spoken to our hearts and all that you desire to do in us. Lord, I thank you for your people who are here present and those who are joining us virtually. Lord, we just speak blessing over them. And then, Lord, we, we thank you in this season of deliverance. You're setting us free. You're bringing us out. We're getting out, God, so you can bring us in to the fullness of your promise. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen and amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week. If you were impacted by today's message, we would love to hear from you. Maybe today's sermon was exactly what you needed to hear. Or you prayed the prayer of salvation for the first time. If so, we would love to send you some information to help you kickstart your relationship with God. Or if you want more information on how to join our virtual family, email us at info at weareconverged.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, you can do so online safely and securely at www.weareconverged.com give. You can also text 77977, type in Converge Give and the dollar amount. You can also find all of this information on our mobile app. Simply open your app or Play Store, search Converge Church Plano and download the app. It's that easy. Thank you again for joining us for today's worship experience. We look forward to staying connected with you.